Hey everybody, welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Today, we're talking about Darwin loving on your leads and working backwards from yes. For over 20 years, I've dedicated my life to bringing you the very best selling, marketing, and business building strategies to keep your business thriving. Get ready to experience the success you've been searching for. Welcome to the Tom Ferry Show. Welcome to another episode of the Tom Ferry Show. Super excited to have my dear friend, Cliff Stevenson. Uh, I've been pondering a lot about that Darwin quote. You know the one that gets over-quoted and misquoted all the time about the strongest surviving? The actual quote is it's not the strongest of the species that survives, and it's not even the most intelligent that survives, but the one that survives is the most adaptable to change. And I know as you watch this, you're a fan of change. I've got one of the kings of change in real estate. Give you a little background as we get started. Cliff Stevenson not only has he adapted to change, but he's put himself in the fire of change, first as an agent, then he built a wildly successful team, then he became the president of the Calgary Real Estate Association, right? Calgary Real Estate Board, and then after that ended, he went out and bought a franchise, and all of this before he was even 44 years old, 43 as of today. So Cliff, a lot of people out there have seen you on Tom X, they've known we've worked together forever and ever. Um, for the people that have never met you before, give them just a little two cents. Who is Cliff Stevenson? Um, well, I'll, I'll, I'll refer back to the first conversation you and I ever had on the phone. Yes. Um, so how I got into coaching with you is, is an interesting story, but I'll never forget, uh, we got on the phone and we started talking about uh, what we were going to be focusing on for me and for yep. growth and the whole bit. And your first conversation, one of the first comments you made was, our conversations are going to start off being personal because you're, you're you are driven on steroids yep. was your exact phrase you used. Yep. Um, and, and, I, and I've always kept that and, it, and it's very applicable. I, I am driven on steroids. I am somebody who uh, can, can, is physically incapable of half-assing something. Mm -hmm. I just can't. Yeah. Uh, I'm all in on everything. You know that uh, more, better than most people. Yes. Um, Normally me having to pull you out of things versus getting you to focus. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm the guy that um, picks something up, runs with it, and wants to learn everything real quick. I mean, I, my university volleyball career, that whole story, I didn't touch a volleyball in high school, and I walked on to start for a university team for five straight years and play university volleyball and travel over North America. That doesn't really happen, but I just, I need to figure these things out quickly, and I need to run with it 110%. So that's, in, in every area in life, yes. that's the best way to describe it. So a lot of people would say that you are obsessed. Sure. And there's probably a lot of people that are watching this that are, that are uh, some of them, maybe they don't have that edge to them. And, and maybe that's why, you know, they're not at the level of success that they desire. So, so one of the questions I want to get into before we do kind of that psychology stuff is, you know, you've always put yourself out there for change, right? And, and maybe again, it's your obsession. Maybe it's one idea that gets planted and you just want to learn everything about it and dive in. But if you look at your career, you know, agent, team, Calgary Association or, you know, the, the Calgary Real Estate Board, that's a left field move. And then to come back into a brokerage, like, how did you become so comfortable with change? So I'll just go back for a second. Yeah. What a lot of people call obsession, you've said it a couple times now, I, I call passion. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, I have a passion for all of this. I mean, I love everything that you've just listed as far as my experience is concerned. I've loved everything I could, I, I've, I've done. Um, but in this industry, like, every other industry on the planet, there are talkers and there are doers. 
there are people that can sit down and have a conversation with you and, and absorb what you're telling them as a coach and uh, go off and stand in front of a whiteboard and implement and, and, and make it happen. Yeah. Um, I am one of those people, but you are also surrounded by a bunch of people who are going to sit in here for the next several days listening to you guys talk and they're going to go away and they're going to be like, that was amazing four or five days. The book's going to go in the drawer. I'm not going to do anything. Um, the people who are comfortable with change, the people that are att attracted to change, yeah. um, they're the ones that are going to go off and be like, listen, this is, this is a time to pivot. Yes. This is a time to go out and actually get something done as opposed to sitting in the back row, taking notes at every conference they can go to and getting all the information and doing nothing with it. Yeah. But the, the, the doers I find are the people that love change. And, and I surround myself with those people. Okay, that's a key distinction. But what would you say to the person that's watching this that, that you just, you just kind of punched him in the head? And they're like, yeah, like I go to these things and I get all fired up and, and the fire ends pretty quickly. There, there are some psychological changes, there's some emotional, there's some, just some decisions that they could make. Speak to the camera. For the person that's watching this right now that, that just, I don't know, falls short, doesn't take action, what advice do you have for that person? Well, so you gotta sit there and ask yourself the question. So let me give you an example. I would sit with some of my team members across the desk in a one-on-one -on -one meeting and talk to them about what they wanted to do and, and how they wanted to take some of the ideas that they'd heard and implement them and how can I support that. And there would be team members that would sit there and say, I'm gonna get something done, I'm gonna do something. And there'd be team members that would say that they were gonna do things and never do anything. And it, it came back to, I would sit there across them and say, you're as busy as you wanna be. You are as busy as you wanna be because you've got all these ideas that you've taken and these notes that you've taken and you've absorbed uh, videos and all kinds of information out there, but you've done nothing with it. So don't sit across from me and say you wanna be busier and you wanna be better at what you do and you wanna be the best in your industry and do nothing about it. Like that's, like that's, that you can't do that, it doesn't work. So if you're as busy as you wanna be, congratulations. Uh, right after the sunset, enjoy the rest of your career. Awesome, good for you. But if you're not, the only thing that's in the way is probably yourself. I, I mean, that sounds cliche, yeah. but that's, that's the truth. I mean, that's where, that's where my growth happened. I love it. So, you know, we do a lot of work on this and we have these four boxes of how we identify individuals in real estate. You know, great, high energy, lots of passion, believe in themselves, but unaligned action, right? So they, they believe it, but they just don't do the work. And we have found the single most important thing that drives it is accountability, right? Right, accountability. And, and so many people that are watching this, they're awesome. They watch the show every week, they're taking action, they're in mastermind groups, they're talking to the broker manager, maybe they're talking to a coach. Um, how would you say accountability has impacted your life and career? Because you're a pretty disciplined guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I think accountability really kicked in for me when I joined coaching. Yeah. Okay, let, let's, let's call it spade a spade. I, I, you were good before. I, I, I was, but, but, but there's good and there's great, yeah. right? So sure, I was good and I, things were progressing. I was, I was growing at, at a certain rate, um, but I knew I needed accountability. Yeah. Um, you might not remember this, but the, the first time we met, you came up to me and said, I think I'm supposed to be coaching you. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> I'm not, I didn't come here for this. This isn't yes. my thing, right? Yeah. And the accountability thing wasn't something that I sought. The accountability almost sought me, as crazy as that sounds. Um, I'm a good judge of talent. <laughs> there was a lot of people in that room and I was like, that guy's special. <laughs> Well, that's debatable. But anyways, um, uh, anyways, um, the I lost my train of thought now. Accountability. Yeah, accountability. So, 
the accountability piece for me, when we started coaching, I realized how badly I needed it. I realized how much I needed it. Mm-hmm. Um, and accountability for me was, again, not just professional, it was personal as well. Yeah. Uh, Days off, time with your kids, dates, absolutely. fun, but, but vacations. The, but the accountability created, helped create that discipline, right? So, I mean, we, let me, the first, so the second year we were coaching together, so I had done 58 transactions. And year over year, that went to 126, Yeah. right? Now, Can I hear that? 58 to 126 is, is monstrous growth. Well, yeah, I don't really remember that year. It was kind of a bit of a blur, but um, a lot of that, a ton of that was accountability. Mm-hmm. With the accountability and part of the accountability because the push from you at that time was for me to let go. Yeah. Right? And, and, and if I had, didn't have somebody pushing me to that and that accountability on the whole letting go piece, yep. I'm not so sure that, oh, I know it wouldn't have happened for sure. Uh, but letting go is when the growth happened, a hundred percent. So I'm going to pivot and you'll appreciate this. Two things. First of all, and for, you know, for my friends that are watching, you and I both know whether it is a coach, whether it is your manager, whether it's your spouse, or you make a check payable to someone you don't want the money to go to and you give it to your, you know, your friend and say, if I don't follow through, send the check. The, the key thing in growth is you got to put your butt on the line. And if you're not willing to put your butt on the line, you're just going to do what you've always done. Like the, the world famous left to our own devices. We sell 58 homes a year, not 126. Switch gears. There's two things that, that you do, I believe, that are remarkable. First, your ability to get all of your projects up and your second, you know, to execute on those projects. Yeah. And secondly, mm-hmm. is your ability to, to love on your leads. Speak, speak to you know, our friends here, because I've been doing a lot on conversion and all the money's in yeah. conversion, and they've heard me talk about empathy and you gotta care and it's more than just a lead. Tell them your, just your philosophy when it comes to leads and lead follow-up. Yeah, so, and I've been saying this for, for a long time. In fact, I think the first time I spoke to Tom X was right. the first time I mentioned this, but um, team leaders, uh, members of teams, individual agents, you, you'll, you'll all relate to this in some way or another. Um, when I started creating lead generation processes and systems and funnels, uh, working with online platforms and other things that we were doing, um, it became very apparent that there was a disconnect between myself and, and some of my agents on my team. And, um, and, and again, don't get me wrong, I've, I've worked with some amazing agents in my career and they've been great, but I loved my leads. I was paying for those leads, I was investing a ton of time into the lead generation process, uh, and they just liked my leads. They liked them, they weren't, they weren't when you talk about taking risk and putting it all out there and, and having to, to take risks to move, I mean, I'm paying a fortune in some cases for some of these leads coming yes. in very early in the process, like before things got really crazy with the Boomtown platforms, like long before that, um, I was throwing out a lot of money to, to bring leads in. So I knew what it took to get those leads to the desks of my agents. Mm-hmm. Now, loving leads means your response time is damn near immediate. Yes. And your follow-up is crazy, crazy good. So. I was giving a, doing a bit of a seminar at yes. an office in Calgary yes. and, and I wrote four numbers on this whiteboard as I was saying it and it was like 410 and 420, regardless, the, the, the four numbers were all in the 400s. And, and I asked the agents to look at those numbers and remember those numbers because of my last four converted lead transactions, those were the number of days it took from starting the conversation to them actually getting out there, getting busy and writing it. Over a year on every one Over of them. a year. And, and so that leads back to the whole conversation on loving leads. It's the patience and it's the follow-up and it's the what items of value can you provide to them in that 400-day period that, that keeps that captive audience there, that, doesn't, that prevents them from jumping onto somebody else's website and having a yes. better search experience or whatever it is the consumer is looking for today. 
Um, how do you keep them in your pipeline as your next client? Yes. And, 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 a, and a constant focus on that every single day, literally every single day, uh, will turn those leads into transactions and they will be the difference between liking and loving leads. I gotta tell you guys, for you watching right now, the, the simple distinction between like and love, right, is it, if you love on your leads, they reciprocate. If you're loose with your leads, they buy and sell with other people or they just kind of vanish. And, and what you see here and what you know, my hope for everyone watching is, is that you up your love, you up your appreciation, you, you really respect the fact that you are building this business and things take time, right? So if it takes 400 days, it takes 400 days. And if I've got a process in place, email, phone call, text, and video, and everything else we do, then you're just gonna win. That's how you go from selling 58 homes to 126. Well, and, and again, so let's, let's talk about leads because everybody's, you know, this sexy online lead generation platform sure. everybody keeps sure. talking about, and everybody's buying this platform and that platform, and it's like, you know what? The whole purpose of getting an online lead is to get that belly-to-belly -belly interaction, yes. right? That belly-to-belly yes. -belly conversation. So when you're thinking about these leads and you're talking about loving and liking leads, the single agent out there who's done an open house on Sunday that met and talked with four different people and they're gonna, that follow-up is loving that lead. I mean, this is, this is a subject that is applicable to anybody in this industry. I don't yes. care whether you're a team leader, team member. Recruiting, industry. selling franchises. Absolutely. Anybody in sales. Absolutely. Anybody in sales. There's a difference between liking and loving, and it's, it's a big difference. That's the biggest gap right there. Yeah, I would think that everybody would just write on their wall somewhere in their office, love on your leads. Yeah, right? love on right? your love leads. Love on your leads. So, so let's talk about one last, uh, one last piece of advice for everyone watching. Um, you know, you'll sit in a room with me for, you know, a day or three or four, and we're in masterminds, and, you know, you expose to all these amazing people, and you get out and do talks. One of the things I've always respected about you is your ability to take that back, whittle it down to five or six ideas, and execute. Yep. So talk about your wall and say it to them in a way that they can get, like, what is that wall, what is the purpose of it, and how do you use it to keep building your business and moving it forward? Well, I'll start off by using the famous Tom Ferry Summit line, my mind is a scary place to be. My head <laughs> yes. is a scary place to be, yes. all right? Yes, So let's start with that. Don't go there alone. <laughs> and very, very careful how you proceed. Um, no, I mean, so for me, the way my mind works, um, we can come here and I can come out to Las Vegas, sit in, in the Tom Ferry Summit, and I could probably take 50 to 60 new ideas pretty easily. There's enough content in there to, and some of them are reminders, some of them are kicks in the butt, whatever, but I could 50 to 60 easily. Yep. I am never gonna execute on 50 or 60 of them. I'm, it's not gonna happen. And I know that, I know my limitations. I have come back with 50 or 60. I've tried to make 50 or 60 work. Yes. It doesn't work. So I always try and whittle it down to um, where, where I see the most important elements and, and items that I need to go and be better at. Um, the ones that I'm doing and, I, and some improvement, great. The ones I really need to like, I mean, really up the game on, whether it's accountability, whether it's execution of a, a certain strategy, specific strategy, whatever it is, um, I, I will write those down on my whiteboard and I will execute to them. Listen, we're surrounded by talkers. We are everywhere you go. I mean, I walk into a room, there'll be 100 people there, and I know that one person's going to walk away and actually do something about it. And the best part about that is I don't, I don't really care, yeah. you know, so that's why I can yeah. talk off the cuff and say yes. these things because yes. my business is good. Thank you very much. If it's because not good, it's, you implement like crazy. Well, and so, you execute. So that whiteboard, I reverse engineer. Mm -hmm. So. I will say, if these are the four or five things that I want to do, and these are the outputs, these are the outcomes, these are what, this is what the end result is, now I work backwards. Mm -hmm. I always work backwards. And I got to tell you this story because this fits into this really well. Um, 
I was uh, at dinner in Calgary, Nazar, um, Claudia came up and, yes. and had dinner with us. Uh, we were hanging out and sharing some ideas. And, and this, was, this was cool for me. I, this may not resonate with everybody, but um, Nazar, we were at this great steak restaurant. You and I have been there before. Um, Nazar wanted to have salted butter, okay? Because the, the restaurant was serving the bread and it had this fluffy butter. And he's making a complaint to the waiter. The waiter leaves and doesn't say anything. And then Nazar looks at me and goes, I said, what are you doing? What are you, eat your bread, you're not getting any more. He's like, no, I'm getting salted butter. I said, he's not bringing any salted butter to Nazar. So the guy comes around the corner, oh, and he bet me 20 bucks. The guy comes around the corner, salted butter. And I looked at Nazar and I'm like, damn it. I just lost 20 bucks. I did Man. not see that. So I looked at the waiter. I said, I just lost 20 bucks because I didn't think you were going to do this. And he looked at me and he said, I always work backwards from yes. And, and I stopped. I, it was one of those like epiphany. I, I, I said, hold on a second. What did you just say there? He said, I always work backwards from yes. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I've used that now uh, since that time, hundreds of times. It, it hit me so hard because that is kind of where I'm, it, it's yes. This is what's happening. This is what's going to I'm be. I'm adding the- 15 transactions from this lead source. Now let's work backwards from yes versus right. how do I do it? Oh my God, it's going to be hard. Totally. A lot of people work backwards from no. Totally. No, and, and that's probably the default. Yes. So for, for this guy to say this, it's now on my whiteboard. I, I wrote it down. I, I look at it all the time. I always work backwards from yes. So I reverse engineer things. It's, if this is the outputs, these are the things that need to happen, and it's a little bit of a mind map, work backwards, and then you get to where you need to start. And so many people have these great ideas, and you come here and you write it all down, and you want to go back and implement, but you're like, how do I even get started? Well, don't think about that. Think about where you want to end up and then reverse engineer that. And then you'll get to the point where you're like, okay, that's what I can do. Back to on Tuesday, I need to send an email. Yeah. Right? Well, whatever. On, on Thursday, I need to, you know, do X. Yeah. I may need right. to hire Small somebody, whatever steps. it is, right? Yeah. I, whatever that starting point is. But we get, we get inside our heads and we get overwhelmed by what yes. this looks like because we're not, we're, 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 how do we start? I don't know how to start. I, I got to talk to somebody on how to start this. It's like, no, 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 you know what? You may not need to. You may just need to sit down and stop and just put everything down and think about it. And you start with, this is where it ends up. This is what I want. It's my ultimate goal. And then when you get back there, you're like, oh man, that's the starting point. And I can do that. Yes. Time so that's things. working. I always work back with me as that waiter, that one line, I'll never forget it for as long as I live. But if I could pass on anything to anybody, I always work backwards from yes. I love it. All right. So uh, I know you got a lot of value. You're probably going to want to watch this a few times. Absolutely give us some comments. Cliff will, you know, follow up both on Facebook and YouTube and all the other platforms. But I just want to let you know, man, I'm super proud of you, Thanks. right? Your success, your ability to adapt. I really wanted people to get that the only thing that is constant is change yep. and that this industry is speeding up, whether you like it or not. The market's going to adjust whether you like it or not. And it's the ones that adapt to it and keep pivoting. That's who wins. Yep. Super proud of you. Thank you so much for watching. Remember always, your strategy matters. And now more than ever, your ability to adapt absolutely rules. Hey, thanks so much for watching. We have a number of events coming up, and we'd love to have you there. Visit tomferry.com forward slash events and reserve your spot today.